0: Thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in to the uh, Standard Bread Journal podcast here. Just a uh, couple of things that we've got coming up. Um, this is going to be a shorter podcast. Me and Mark are sitting up here um, in our office, and we're just doing a short one. Just kind of catch you guys up on our, um, our fall issue or whatever it was, the summer, summer issue, issue, whatever yep. you want to call that. Uh, we did have some complications with that one. Mark's going to fill you in on that. Um, we're going to be taking care of all you subscribers on that one as well as uh, – my Davis County trip. I was oh. out in Davis County just a little bit. Um, but just a thank you for all the feedback that we're getting on these. We do have the next uh, couple of weeks, um, probably not next Monday because we're going to be talking about the East Coast just a little bit. That's going to be coming up this weekend. They've got a standard bred yearling sale. Probably going to be talking about that on Monday. But then later on here um, in the next month or so, we're going to start a series um, on contracts with the breeding season, You know, your breeding contracts, some um, some accounting, And some other things that it's going to be a series of podcasts with a couple of uh, guys that we decided, uh, you know, they're doing pretty good in some of those areas. And we want them to come on and help us with that one. So that's going to be coming up. Um, I'll let Mark chump in here and just kind of fill us in on the summer issue. Mark, go ahead.
1: So, yeah, we had um, our summer issue send out in the first week. I had a lot of phone calls, quite a bit. And I want to thank everybody that called in and notified about us. Uh, us about the issue we were having with the summer issue. Uh, I'm sure most of you uh, had some complications with it coming apart. Um, we then contacted our our printing company and uh, they reviewed it and stuff They actually stood behind it 100% and did a whole total uh, reprint run um, and so those are actually sending out this week so uh, here by next week you should actually everybody the complete mailing list, everybody, all the harness shops, everybody's getting a whole new shipment um, of that. So, uh, yeah, all subscribers will be receiving uh, a new summer issue to then keep and stuff. I'm sure a lot of you have looked at it and stuff, and then the pages started coming out. and You know, it's just it's not nice because I'm sure all of you, you want to keep them around and be able Mm -hmm. to look at them a half year later and stuff, keep looking at them. Um, And so, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing, we felt. to make it right and stuff for that we want to make sure that everybody else um everybody does get one a new one to keep and stuff uh for the people that bought at harness shops individual magazines what we did is we just send them out um to them if you did buy one at a harness shop previously uh you know up till now uh and it's falling apart and stuff uh, go back to that harness shop and buy. No, and buy, uh, I was no, ready to say buy, you gotta subscribe, get a, get a, get a new <laughs> you one. No, yeah, you subscribe. <laughs> but if you do, there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, I don't do yep. that because it's it's in reality it's quicker. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. They ship to you by UPS mm-hmm. and two days after they print. Mm-hmm. They're for sale in the harness shop. <laughs> it's quicker, but you also have to. If I, you just just buy
0: a, one, I just had a. I just had a random thought. This would have been a great way to get people to subscribe.
1: No, <laughs> oh, they can, they can, but. uh <laughs> just if you did buy one previously and it's falling apart, go back to your harness shop. They all got brand new ones. they did mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those were all chunk they're supposed to throw all those away that they still have go back and get yourself a new one for nothing. They're supposed to if you did buy one, you have the right to go back mm-hmm. to the you know try and go to the harness shop that you went and got it and and pick yourself one up there or they'll be you know giving those out uh, if you did buy one, so just to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Uh, and has a magazine to you know to keep and stuff. So
0: perfect, awesome, um, and a big thank you. That was our Mark Yoder working hard, and the Press Company working together to make this happen. So it was kind apologize of apologize uh, for any inconvenience. Uh, I thought it might have been with the warm weather, maybe a little bit, but I don't think that might have been the issue. Um, I did but, tear a,
1: like I tore one out, one apart here mm-hmm. at the office. I actually tore a whole magazine apart without tearing a page yeah. out. Uh, and if you look in the back, there was something with their, I think it was something with the glue, but I think there was something with their cutter. Old pages are actually supposed to be like, how would you say it? Like zigzag in yeah. the back and actually cut into the page, just like an eighth inch up into the page. So the glue goes up yeah. in there. That wasn't, it was something with that. So the glue didn't <laughs> go up into the page. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the biggest issue. If you take, like I took past issues and tore on it and I could, you know, Tear it out of the glue, maybe two inches, and then the page would tear. So uh, that's the big defining point. If your page comes out without tearing, the binding is yes, correct. So So
0: good job there, Mark. Uh, Cool thing. I was out in Davis County visiting a very good friend. This very good friend of mine, Delmer Wagler. Tell you what, um, quite an experience. We went. It was a Frisian sale, and we had a good sale. I thought had a lot of fun, uh, but we had the opportunity uh, to go to Delmer's place. Uh, He's got. Henpeck Stables. Oh yeah, uh, Rizzo as well as that Little Rock. And now roll. we should.
1: I, I think. I think we should stop there and give a little history on Henpeck Stables. Um, I, <laughs> I, I never knew. <laughs> I never knew. We might be kind of throwing them underneath a the bus here or something, but um, I always saw this Henpeck Stables, and I was like, okay, what in the world? You know, we all know like if you're Henpeck, you know, it's not like it's not a, a thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. But um, so. We were down in Dinkies last fall in the trotting sale, and uh, we were in there. And all the ones I seen, okay, it's Dalmer and two of his buddies or partners, or three of them, and that is Henpeck Stables, right? And so um, all the ones I asked one of the partners, what's going on with Henpeck Stables? Like, you know, and he's like, just look at them. <laughs> the three <laughs> ladies are <were> there. <laughs> I was like, you dummies. <laughs> so I think it's how it started. Mm-hmm. They didn't think it was going to grow into something the way it did. And I think they kind of jokingly call it handpicked stables and all at once it's handpicked stables. They're not handpicked at all, I'm sure. Uh, not if you talk with uh, Dalmer. Um,
0: but it's, it's a great a- deal. And you remember their name. You know, oh, yeah. that's, that's the coolest awesome. part about it. But yeah, we were out there and. I saw Lester Raber, oh, a yeah. good friend of ours again. He was at the Friesian sale. He called
1: me the other night. He wanted your number. He wanted to
0: hunt you up. <laughs> he called me, and he made me so nervous. He was like, Stephen, what's the deal with the Standard Bread Journal? All those pages are tearing out. This is this is baloney. And, was, and I was like, hold it. This might be the other side of Lester that I haven't seen yet. And he was just kidding. He was just kidding with me. But um, we had a ton of fun. Richard Slaybaugh. Another good friend of ours. So we went out and then we stayed at, uh, Delmer took us over, uh, to, you know, look at some, uh, Graber post. I believe it was, we went through that facility and then we went to Delmer's dad, Kenny Wagler. He's in the Belgian industry. And I met him out in Gordyville. Um, you helped sell the Philly great guy. Exactly. Right. He he is one of the, and I respect him. He's a lot like my dad in some ways. They have Mm -hmm. a lot of the same aligned thinking. They're both ministers. And, uh, we had a great evening. Richard Slaybaugh was there for his birthday, uh, Shucks, I'm not even sure how old he is. I forgot to ask. But the funny Kenny. part was, so they told him, they told him they're taking him somewhere, and I'm not sure, but they had no idea where they were going. So they climbed. They made him and his wife sit in a horse trailer in the back. It's a three and a half hour drive. Put a little fan in the back there with them, and they drove about. This was
1: for Richard's Richard Slaybaugh's birthday. Yeah,
0: you're kidding. Yeah. You. They drove them. from— Can classic Richard. Yeah, and so. I but, thought it was they, Kenny Wagler's birthday and Richard down for so they no, brought no. Richard down. Yeah, they brought in the him back down of a for horse the birthday trailer. But they just went like a mile or two and then they went up and they grabbed him and let him sit up in the front because it was like 95 degrees. I mean, he was so <laughs> miserable. But so that was a highlight. Richard and his boys were there, um, and uh, we had a great evening. All the Wagglers were there and sat there till 10:30 and went to Delmer's place. Sat there until – I think the last text message I had from Delmer Wagler was at 137 (laughs) when he told me, hey, if you guys need anything, the door's unlocked. That's when I had crawled into bed. So (laughs) we had a great time. Um, Davis County is hospitality. I mean, his wife just bent over backwards to serve us. Um, So we had a lot of fun. My wife's not one to go out and just – to say I had her out of her comfort zone is probably an understatement. Uh, oh, yeah. She's very shy, and, and so something like that. But, she, you know, it's always fun to make new friends. Now we know if we go to Davis County, um, and we're actually going to be working the Breeders' Showcase, which is going to be coming up here in December, going to be staying at the same place. Um, so that's what it's all about, uh, guys. Uh, relationships, and if you can, and I understand, um, and in Delmer's thing, he he went, they bend over backwards for us. Uh, I told him, we'll. Gladly get a hotel or what have you, um, but it is nice to stay at somebody's place if you can. Uh, it just creates relationships that'll last and and that you'll remember. And some of my closest friends and some of your closest friends that we get to meet are out and they're out of state. They're people that we meet, yep. we see, and just one on one you have some of the most in depth conversations. Um and I guarantee you that's probably the most favorite part of the horse industry that I have and that's I know a lot you of you never, guys have. You never you never forget. Exactly.
1: Like last year, a year ago, almost a year ago now, we were at Jonathan Fisher's place for mm-hmm. the night. I never forget couple stuff. We came in there, we were touring the farm. All his little nephews were there because of the sale. He lives with their mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um and um they were out in the round pen, had a bucking mule out there little donkey mule. These little kids were having a rodeo, time of their life. There was one, you know, in the ring, (laughs) in the round pen with the donkey, you know, and making him buck, and one was trying to ride it. Another one was sitting up on the rail counting. Seven, eight, bonk, and they're having a real rodeo. You know, it's crazy. Uh, Stuff like that you never forget. We were sitting on the back porch, same little kids were going down his mountain driveway with the wagon. Legs digging out over the front, fence posts on each side, wagons sliding sideways, just they were going way too fast. It was ambulance material, 200% chance. <laughs> we still talk about it every time we see each other. Stuff like that, and that's why, uh, you know, that's stuff that you gain, if it wasn't for that, I think the horse, like the horse industry, the sport wouldn't be worth near as much as it is. Yeah, just... You know, the friends that you gain, the memories you make while, you know, you go to sales and stuff. Um, If we just go to sales and not talk to anybody and we just watch the horses, we wouldn't go.
0: And here's one thing I want to mention yet and then we'll let you guys go. But this morning, uh, the president of the company that I work for in real estate, um, they talked about something. And we had a – it was about that what is the reason people are buying houses And you know, these last two, three years that we've been in here um, in the real estate market, a lot of people uh, that were buying houses, the interest rates were at two and a half percent, under 3%. And the thinking was these guys were making money on the property they had and they were refinancing and buying new properties that were worth more, bigger properties, less interest. The investment, the numbers were such a big deal And now we're still focusing on the numbers and we're coming into this 8% interest and stuff. And the guy just said that, listen, these people need houses because they need a home to raise their family and create memories. That's the reality of it. We just got it switched around with all this money going around these last three years. And I think that's something we got to remember with the horses as well. I know um, horses have been, and they will continue to be, one of the best investments you can make. I mean, if you look at the number side of it from buying a broodmare and buying a stallion if you do it right and the money that you can make, it's definitely, the number side's got to make sense. But I want to say one thing is that if it's just for the number side, um, if we do hit a little bit of a slump or if it does dip or even out a little bit, kind of like the real estate and housing is, just kind of evening it out a little bit, we got to remember what's the main thing here? Can we, are we taking our families and are we creating relationships with people that will last a lifetime? Are we, are we, and I think if we keep that in mind as we continue forward, I think this will, it'll just bring a reality to it again. Like the home is to create memories and live there for a long time. And Kenny Wagler, um, it'd probably be impossible to get him on this podcast, but the thing that kind of stood out to me, and he's a Belgian guy. But here's the deal. This last year, he sold more high-dollar yearlings. I don't know in how long. But I was but on the block when we Gordy sold Gordy his filly. What was Gordy it, 110000 for Gordy his filly?
1: He sold, you know, five or six of them.
0: Yeah. And, and here's the deal with him. I was at his place, and his boy was sitting right beside me, Marcus. And he said, I think it was Marcus, uh, one of the boys. And he said, that's the grandma on the pasture. That's the grandma of the foal we sold for a hundred or a hundred and ten thousand. Okay, and Kenny just kind of explained the story a little bit about he had that grandma's dam he bought from mm-hmm. somebody, and he kept foals back. Mm-hmm. You know the best mares oh, he yeah? was keeping back, and now he had the grandma, the dam. He had the great grandma, the grandma, the dam, another foal, and I'm just thinking. We got to remember that that's a guy who looked so long term. He wants to build a breeding program. He doesn't want to make a short killing. That's not he what he was make looking 10 for. Grand. And then move on. He wants to create a breeding program that'll last, that he's got the pedigrees. He's got the whole damn line. That's what he's creating. And I think that's the uh, the thing we want to end this thing on. Is if you have brood mares and if you're young, um, keep that in mind. We're not in it. And you might have bought her thinking you want to make a short killing. Change your mentality there. Keep that mare around. Raise that full. If it's a stud colt, yeah, go ahead and sell them. If it's a filly and it's not your ferrite filly, go ahead and sell her. But if she's got a filly that you're like, man, keep that filly for the next brood mare. Just keep the thing rolling. I think it can be a good thing uh, to have something like that. Thanks again, guys. We'll be talking about the East Coast this next Monday. And then uh, hopefully we'll go on with that series and go from there. Thanks.